Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone and welcome to Battles. I'm your host Marlon Anderson. This is a podcast all about journeys and overcoming adversity. I truly believe that every battle we face makes us stronger and I want to hear from other people who believe that too. In this series I'll speak to everyone from actors and entertainers to motivational speakers, life coaches and beyond. From those in the limelight to those of extraordinary stories that haven't been heard, all journeys are important. We'll hear about battles they have overcome and battles they are still fighting, learning how we get through them and asking how they can make us who we are today. We'll also be finding out our guests' battle cry, their mantra to get them through the dark days. Battles is a podcast for everyone because everyone has battles to face. I hope you find lots of help and advice in these episodes and feel strong knowing that you can get through it too. Today's episode is a chat with Susie Sung. Susie is the author of 100 Days of Positivity, Hope and Growth, which provides fresh perspectives on how to look at the situation more positively and tackle things more proactively. Before we start, I do want to let you know that this episode contains references throughout to eating disorders and bullying. If you've been affected by these issues in the past, then please listen on with caution or skip this episode and listen to one of our other episodes. I've put links to places where you can get support in the episode description, so please reach out if you've been affected. This was recorded a while back last year, so references to lockdown and the pandemic were correct at the time. A massive thanks to Susie for giving up her time to speak to me. I hope you enjoy her wisdom as much as I did. So joining me today, I have Susie Sung, who has gone through quite a bit of trauma herself, but an accumulation of different, different things she's gone through in her life. And I'm intrigued to interview her because I've started to read her book that I got sent. And every morning I read a page and that really motivated me to kind of get through that day. And I was like, I really need to meet this girl that's writing this. And finally, I have you here, Susie. Thank you oh. so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I couldn't even sleep last night. I was so excited about today. <laughs> and I, How has your love- day been? Good, yeah. So um, just working away, you know, chipping away at my goals every day. But yeah, trying to stay positive and and do it, really. I think that's what it's all about every day, isn't it? A hundred percent. And that's why I'm also excited to have you on. You're a huge advocate for a positive mindset. Um, And so what is it you do for work? What have you you been up to recently? Has lockdown affected your work routine? um, It has a little bit. So I work in makeup. I'm actually a Dior ambassador. Yeah, uh, oh, nice. My, my thing here. I'm, I'm saying this. I'm showing you as if like the, the listeners can actually see it, but they can't. <laughs> um. So yeah, I work in retail and I help people do makeup and, you know, introduce skincare and things to them. But the main part of my job, or the reason why I think I've been so successful at it, is because my favorite parts were meeting those women who didn't have a lot of confidence, 
didn't have much self-esteem and just felt awful and being able to transform them in the space of an hour with a few skincare techniques a couple of makeup tricks um, made all the difference and just seeing that person transform so quickly with just a few different things just was amazing so it kind of all ties in with the book as well and just with my job I love my job to be fair I love getting to help people. I know you're a huge advocate for for self-love and self-worth. And I understand that you haven't had the most easiest ride with it. So now I've got you here today to speak about your battles that you've had and kind of just rewind your mind a little bit and take me back to where it all began with your journey of loving yourself and how you weren't always at this place now. Is that correct? Oh, 100%. Literally two years ago, I was in tears, didn't want to move. I've worried my friends to the point where I was like, what is the point? What's the point in life? What is the point in everything? And it scared me because I'd never let myself think that dark. But after coming through it, it has changed so much. It forced me to really look at the things that I could change and look at where I was going wrong or the things that I had done in the past that had caused this current reality and by looking within I really I woke up I mean you described it really well you said the book was really woke and I thought that was the best way to describe it is I'm I'm awake now like I get it I totally get what all these successful people were talking about that I didn't get before yeah But in order to become enlightened, one must go through the kind of pain and that enables ourselves to grow. But tell me about when you're a child and where it all stemmed from with your with your battles with eating and your lack of love for yourself. Yeah, sure. So for me growing up, so coming from a Chinese family and hearing and because Chinese people aren't very subtle when it comes to telling you that you've put on weight you know they'll tell you in front of like a family girl I was exactly the same my mum she was Sri Lankan and she kept telling me to go on a diet (laughs) when when they squeeze your cheeks and go oh you've gotten fat I'm like how can you say that so (laughs) joyfully (laughs) so yeah I always got told from a young age that I had to lose weight I shouldn't eat so much and even God love my dad um he wouldn't say it he would just buy me gym equipment or you know buy me healthy snacks and even though he was trying to help it made me it made me believe that I was overweight and it made me believe that I wouldn't meet anyone or I wouldn't be happy until I was skinny and it got to the point where I I wouldn't I went through a bit of an eating disorder I would eat food but I would spit it out before I could swallow it which when I think back I'm like why would I waste food like that but yeah when I was really young I started to do that and I started to worry every day and you don't realize it but when you have this this belief growing inside you it gets to the point where you it's gone so far in, into you that you don't even realize that every day you wake up anxious and you wake up worried and you wake up thinking I'm not doing enough I am not enough I don't deserve yeah. to be happy 100%. So, um, yeah, that just stemmed into my early teens and then into my adult life and relationships. I dated guys that were just mental manipulators. You know, I had a guy who, he was fine one day and then I would wake up in the morning to a message just saying something really abusive, you know, something like you Mm -hmm. were out last night. I know you were because you didn't answer my message. And I was like, I'm sleeping. Mm. What are you talking about? So... I went through a lot of relationships like that where 
my self-worth was just so low and I was treated like crap basically yeah I hear you go and yeah I think a lot of people do it do you know what I think we should start a movement where guys just need to like man up and stop being I know. why do we need to change they should be the ones that are changing I know but listening to you speak about when you're a child and your parents inflicting that kind of their views on how you should look like. Because I was raised with, with my Sri Lankan mother who never had much when she was younger. So she pushed me to do beauty pageants. Very pushy. Called me out when I was putting on weight. I wasn't allowed to eat junk food. It was really bad for you. Chocolate was bad. My packed lunch was like an apple and a sandwich. And you don't understand that at that time when you're a kid is paramount to how you become when you're older. So all of those views and beliefs my mum my inflicted onto me, they then stemmed out when I was an adult and they, they got shown through relationships, the way I was, like the way I acted around people, the way I viewed myself, the way I used to look. I was obsessed with lip filler, Botox. You know, I had surgery because I wanted to look a certain type of the way. My eating disorders were so bad. I was binge eating. And then I, I had to really realise what what started all of this. And so to hear you say, and you actually understand that, it kind of started when you were a child. More people need to understand that things that happen to them when they're an adult, it has to come from when they're a kid. So when you came into your teenage years, what kind of happened then? Oh, well, I actually went through a bit of bullying when I was in my teenage years, which didn't help with that. So it made me really angry, actually. You know, I had a really angry stage in life and then yeah. every day was just really about weight. So you can't even you can't study, you can't you can't really have that great social life with your friends. It just you become obsessed. And it, it probably had what, what, what were you getting bullied about? Like what was the bullying like? Oh God, do you know what? I don't even know. It was like a group of girls that I was friends with and then, you know, there's always that one that doesn't like you, probably because you bring out an insecurity she has in herself and she just turned them all against me. So I literally woke up one day and they didn't like me and you know that MSN group chat? Like, this is me showing my age now. Oh my God, Um, MSN. (laughs) Right? They would add me into groups and then talk about meeting up and going out and have me watch it and read it all and not invite me. So it was really really quite, I mean, when I think back, I forget about that poor little young me. Um, But yeah, and not being able to, because I just felt I wasn't worthy, I couldn't even stand up for myself. Whereas now thinking that, like you wouldn't, I'm sure you're the same, you just wouldn't take half the crap that you you took before. And A million percent. But what, what kind of got you through the dark days when you were a teenager? How did you get through that? Do you think it was like a survival mode? I was in survival mode. I, I literally just grew up and then left school. That was it, really. There wasn't, I think, from from high school up until I was 17, it was just a struggle. I maybe met one friend who uh, we were kind of friends towards the end of the year, and that helped a bit. But throughout, even after leaving school, I think I still struggled. Even with friendships, I struggled. I was always scared they yeah. were going to leave me. So that left me with another scar. I always thought my friends were going to go against me, and it actually happened again, where another group of friends all turned against me too but luckily I've met like really great friends from I think the universe was maybe getting them out the road so that I could have something you sound so similar to me I got bullied when I was younger and I uh yeah and always I've always filtered I always had new friends constantly because they'd either leave me or and I was scared of being alone and I found it very difficult to make friends actually with like genuine real people until I until I got woke up woken up by the universe (laughs) and then I attracted my kind of soul tribe you know but yeah. talk to me through what happened with you when you were due to move 
to live with your boyfriend? Because this is some heavy shit, guys, you're about to hear. Oh, my it's, God. it's pretty heavy. And do you know the funny thing is, I thought I was living the law of attraction at this point. So I, I had gotten to a point wow. in life where um, I was just so unhappy that I had to make a change. So I, I went to visit my brother in Canada and coming home, it was almost like I was being woken up. It was like the alarm was ringing. Yeah. So I was starting to wake up a bit. And um, I had come back and decided I was going to move out, which was very not like me. I was usually just stuck in my job and quite happy where I was. I had a flat and everything. But I thought, no, I need to do this. So I moved. I planned to move out. And before I moved, I went to Vegas and I met this guy on holiday. And we got into a relationship. But just before I was about to move, we broke up because obviously I was going to be in another country. So I got to Canada and I started my life. I loved it. I made great friends. I had an amazing job. I lived in the city and I was just living like a whole different world. Like I always said, I am never coming back to Scotland. I'm never coming back to Glasgow. Like this will, this will be me. And then said X wormed his way back in and we started a long distance relationship. So I just don't think they worked to be honest. I honestly, no, they, they're really difficult. No. Yeah. They, they almost hinder your time apart. So because I got back together with him and we were planning on, I was planning on moving back to England or down to England, so it was still going to be a new area. Um, Because we'd planned on doing that, it was like the countdown had begun and I couldn't even, I couldn't really fully enjoy being in Canada because someone I thought I loved was across the world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, planned to move back and two weeks before I was about to move back I'd booked my flight quit my job given up my lease to the flat he ended it um wow. over nothing. he just said oh I'm just there's no spark like I'm done and that had you it. sold your flat at this point did you did you quit your job yeah so in Canada I'd already handed in my notice and yep. um it was really hard to find a place because you, you can't live I lived with flatmates because it's so expensive to live on your own in Vancouver so I just didn't have enough time to get my job back, find a new place to live in two weeks. And give it, I booked my flight as well. So I thought I'll just come home six months earlier than my visa. So yeah, I came home back to Scotland, which I said I would never do. Wow. Back to my granny's house, um, living with my, my dad and my stepmom as well. And I was single. So I had, I felt like I had lost everything in the space of, that moment as soon as I hit Glasgow it was just what have I done and I was what 33 32 at the time and I just thought by 32 people are having kids so getting married they've got yeah. their life sorted I know but this is the thing at that age around 30 like I'm 28 I feel pressured that I should be having a family I need to meet my soulmate and settle down and have kids and stuff and I think when now I bet you look back and you're like girl like everything was going to be all right everything but it yeah. feels like everything shatters before your eyes when you when you break up with someone especially when you're in your 30s too it's like fuck I've got to have to do it all over again like that, that's what you, you, that's what that's you feel it? like yeah um yeah. so yeah I hit I hit rock bottom there was just one day where like I was trying to be strong trying to I was like looking at the positivity and I was reading all the books but nothing was helping and then I phoned my friend one day and I just said to her what is the point what is the point in my life and I felt so worthless and so just like if I disappeared tomorrow, nobody would even care. And you don't realise like how, looking back, I'm like, God, that's so sad that I felt that way. And it's awful to think that people still feel like that now. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah it, it woke me up yeah. it just told me you need help you need to sort yourself out you need to figure it out and that's where therapy came in and I highly recommend it to anyone who who really wants to work on them so speaking of therapy I was about to ask you mm-hmm. um what got you through your darkest days? Talk me through your routine, things that helped you and survival techniques. Because obviously I know you are a massive advocate for the law of attraction and having a positive mindset, mm-hmm. which is completely on my wavelength. I understand that our minds create our realities before our eyes. You know, it starts in our mind and then manifests into everything around us. And more people need to know that this is the key to unlocking the best version of yourself and the best life to live. So 100%. please, please enlighten everybody. <laughs> So, I mean, therapy helped. My therapist actually gave me a really great meditation to delve into your subconscious. So it was like rewriting your subconscious. And it's funnily enough, uh, when you do this meditation, she takes you into a journey and you go into this room and you open up the book of your life and you start to write what you want in it. So it's kind of ironic that I started to write a book after it because I think she's put that in my subconscious. But for me, um, every day it was, it was having something that I was working towards that meant more to me than just paying the bills, that meant more to me than just living for each day. Like I would have a routine and I would have plans of what I wanted to do for my future. And, yeah. you know, I wanted, I always knew I wanted to help people. I just didn't know how. I knew I loved my job because I was helping people, but I'm like, how can I get this on a bigger scale? How can I help the people that don't walk in and I get to stop? Like, how do I do that? So this book actually came out of me going through a really tough day. One of the, I'm not sure if you've read it yet, there's one part on it about the little what if devil on your shoulder. And it just talks about the wee guy that... Oh, I think I have, I have. You have, you read that (laughs) bit, yeah. So um, that was one of the very first pages I wrote. And I wrote it because I was really nervous about having a meeting with my manager the next day. To the point where I couldn't breathe all day. I couldn't enjoy time with my friends. I'd met my friend for lunch and I couldn't enjoy it because I was so, so worried. So I did this meditation and then I came out and I thought, I need I need more. So I started to write. And as I was writing it, it was almost like I was giving myself the help and I was making myself feel more positive. It's like giving myself the advice that you would give a friend because it always seems easier to give other people advice than take it. Yeah, but always. by writing it on the on paper or like typing it into my laptop, when I read it, I kind of felt, I did feel better after it. So I'd always looked at positive quotes and tried to help help books in the past. But what I found was, see, when you're in that moment, when you are feeling so down there and then, a positive quote isn't enough to pull you out of it, but you also don't have that focus or that um, that want to read a book. Because I do find, as great as self-help books are, some of them can be quite long-winded or it takes a while to get to the point. Whereas if you need 100%. something quick, yep. you just want to flip to the page. So that's where I thought I can help more people um, that feel like me. I can't be the only one. And that's how it was all born. Um, Amazing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I started reading your book, I would be reading the little kind of paragraphs and I'd be reading some more and more and I'd end up, I was like, okay, no, I'd save one for each day. But I can see exactly how you, how you mean and... Um, but we call people like you a light worker, Susie. You're, you're shedding light on the world and, and helping others through your experiences. Um, but talk me through your therapy that you went through. How did it help you? Do you think that it impacted you quite a lot in terms of saving your mental health? Oh, definitely. Um, even just after booking the session, before I'd even met the woman, I already felt better because I knew then, I think I got to a point where I just didn't know how to help myself anymore. And I yeah. didn't know what the answers were. And just knowing that I was going to see someone that could shine some light on that, I already felt better. And then during the therapy session, so I went for hypnotherapy because she had the, my therapist actually said, you know so much about spirituality, law of attraction. Um, we can work really well with the hypnotherapy. I already knew it was like deep inside me. I just couldn't get to it. It was almost like I was being positive on the outside. I was saying all the right things, doing all the right things. But deep, deep inside was like, no, don't believe you. And in order to kind of break into that, that's where you do really need to work quite hard on looking at what makes you you and why you do the things you do. And it's something that a lot of people don't like to do. It's scary because it's going to hurt. And I had to open up a lot of wounds to do it. Oh, my God. I completely relate. Yeah, you get. So yeah. I have hypno. I had it. They say it's like, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? Is it you've got to crack open a wound in order to heal because you're allowing you're allowing the healing to pour through that crack, you know? But we're all scared as humans. We're scared of that process because we like we hate change. We like normality. We like things to be normal. But to take that first step to therapy, that's amazing because that's that's like. That's your first step it's in, in order to speak about it and acknowledge and be honest with yourself. That's when it starts, that's when it starts to get better, doesn't it? Yeah, it's um, because you've acknowledged it because denial is always the first thing. So if you're denying that there's a problem, then there's no way that you'll ever be able to fix it. Whereas just taking that first step and saying, hey, there's something I need fixed is already leveling up on such a big scale. And I think that's it. It's like the first step out of the comfort zone. As soon as you come out of your comfort zone, that's when the changes can happen. Yeah, massively. Um, speak to me more about the subconscious mind, Susie, because I love this shit. Oh, so, talk, oh. so talk me through how hypnotherapy works. A lot of people that are listening to this will be like, what is a subconscious and conscious mind? And I want you to explain it to me. <laughs> of course, right. Do you know what? I can explain it, <laughs> um, but on a, not a technical term, so don't look this up in the dictionary and compare it to mine. <laughs> but <laughs> the way I think of it is your conscious mind is what you are aware of you thinking right now. So consciously, you're not going to like chop your finger off with a knife because you know that that's dangerous and it's going to yeah. hurt. So you can think about, you know, moving your finger out the road, being a bit safer with it. 
your subconscious mind I always think of is that emotional part it's the part of you that you can't control it's the reason why you cry at movies or the reason why someone could tell you a story and even though it's not about you or anything to do with you you get upset by it or you can get you know you get emotional with it and it's because your subconscious mind has all this information about your full life and what it's done is it has learned what you have to be afraid of what to protect you from and it's what it's trying to do is not what it's trying to do but what it does is it remembers all the things that you've gone through. So any trauma that you've had, any happy times you've had, yep. the, the subconscious mind reacts to your outside world with that. So a really great one, actually, Binge Eating, you were mentioning that earlier. I have a tendency to do that as well. And we tend to do it when we're feeling sad. And the reason for this, I think for me anyways, is when I was a child, when I was really young, um, there's loads of pictures of me next to nice cars um, with an ice cream and, and I'm in tears because my dad's trying to take a picture of the car and he's using me to do it. But the reason why I've got an ice cream is because they thought they thought it would cheer me up. So as a child, you learn that food, um, yes. food is what makes you happy. Food is going to cheer yeah. you up. So that's a lot of the reason why we binge eat now is because I'm like, I'm feeling sad. I'm going to binge eat because it'll make me feel It's better. all attached emotionally. Which is yeah. really bad, actually, because these these objects, these whether it's shopping online or whether it's sex or whether it's food, all of these things that we think give us pleasure actually doesn't make us any happier. Our happiness doesn't come from these external things. And I think we need to let go and detach ourselves from them in order to find our true happiness. But as you say, our programming is as young kids. We at such an early age, our subconscious mind is taking that all in. So it's actually built into our DNA, whether we like it or not. And we have to yeah. spend the rest of our adult life undoing all of that fucking shit. <laughs> you know? Oh, tell me about it. I'm like, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. I really appreciate how you fucked my subconscious. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but I think not a lot of people know about this, Susie. And I'm so glad you're speaking about it. They think therapy is amazing, right? But You've got to do it the right way. I mean, speaking about things, that's that's great. That's the first step. But hypno and, and things like hypnotherapy, like, gosh, you're getting into it deeper then. Yeah. So rather than just deal with how you feel, like if I was to say, how do you feel right now? You could tell me. But deep down to know how your subconscious feels is a completely different ball game. And I think that's where hypnotherapy comes in because it's about getting you to that, I think it's the beta or the theta state of yeah. relaxation. And when you're at that stage, that's I imagine it like the subconscious opens a door. So when you're in this stage, it opens a door to allow you to go in and like pull all the crap out, basically. Oh, so- a million percent. <laughs> So talk to me about meditation. Like, Do you do you meditate often? Because I know for me, meditation, I have to do it in the morning after I wake up because it just takes me into another place and it clears my head for the day. But a lot of people find it hard to meditate and they don't really understand what it's for. So I think there's, I feel like there's kind of two parts of meditation. You've yeah. got your meditation to um to relax and just bring you back to the present I don't tend to meditate in the morning because I get really sleepy after it um I just like (laughs) being in that zone but I always need to sleep so I personally prefer to do it at night but there's different kinds so the meditation that I do is more to get into my subconscious you can do the ones that are you're walking through a field you're doing this you're doing that so that you are just focused on the field and you're not focused on whatever your present worries are but the one that I do is affirmation. So I will literally just I love stick affirmations. on a meditation. Oh my God. 
oh I fall asleep to it so I'm like because as you're falling asleep you hit that stage that um theta state and that's when things can seep in so I try and fall asleep to affirmations and then I just wake up feeling fine I do that right I I try and do it when I when I remember and then it's like three in the morning and the guy's still talking and he's like I am wonderful I am worthy I am capable. I'm like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> but it is so good because as you say, it's going into your subconscious mind again and that's what we need, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh gosh, there's so many little tips and techniques, but truly, how do you feel about your self-worth now? Where do you think that you're, that you're at with that in life? When I compare it to that moment when I came back home to Scotland to now, um, Oh my god, I can't even explain to you. Uh, I always think it's something we work on consistently, uh, continuously. Yeah. But what I can say is now the way that I'm feeling about me after publishing the first book, the amount of doors it's opened, and I don't mean opportunities on the outside, but I mean in my head, I'm like, I did this. What else can I do? So when you actually can work on your inner you and release everything that needs to be released, and look at you and say, who am I as a person? Like. What am I like? And when you know all this, that's when you can start to really tra- tap into your true potential of who you are and who you want to be and the things that you can do. I can't, honestly, I can't explain it. Only people that are woke will get it. It's like- I know, oh, girl, you know I hear you. But know. honestly, <laughs> listening to you, it, it inspires me, but I have the same mindset oh. as you, but I completely understand what you're saying. And whatever goes on in our mind it's a reflection of everything around us if we've got a chaotic mind and things are going wrong around me like oh I'm going to drop that glass on the floor probably smash and then I'll be like fuck's sake and then I'll bump into an angry driver on the way to work you know it's consistent it's all energy and everything is formed around what's going on in our head and it it sounds pretty crazy doesn't it to people that don't get it do you know what's great though is that in the last 10 years because I actually my brother bought me the secret when I was about 23 so over 10 years ago and so I've known it for a while that's everybody's starting point isn't it the secret come on the secret yeah oh my god yeah but now when I read it I'm like god it's so basic like yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I mean Warren's a burn you've you've honestly opened up a door and it's great but I read it now and I'm like wow um it's taken such a journey to get to where I am now uh but I think people are more open to it and that's all you need to be is just open to a new idea it's like how when you get to the point where everything has gone wrong in life what's the harm in trying something different and I think that's where the law of attraction comes in it's like you might not believe it but it's still working whether you want it to or not so make it work in your favor a hundred percent and I'm a huge believer in I think trauma can definitely shake people up a little bit into being open and that is what, what happened to me But honestly, you're such an inspiration. I need to know, what is your battle cry? So basically, what is your mantra to get you through your darkest days? I know you've got loads. You've got a hundred of them. <laughs> They're at my house in your book. But give me something. Give me give me one from your book, actually. Oh, uh, one from the book. Let me see. Do you know what? One of my favourite Give your book a cheeky little plug as well for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. So um, this is one that I think can help anyone on any part of their journey because we're all in different we're at all different stages and sometimes you can forget how far you've come so um yeah page 138 it's growth doesn't happen overnight and can I read this out is that all right yeah go for it yeah Yeah, cool 
Diamonds. They really are a girl's best friends. They are beautiful, strong, and shine so bright. They are very sought after and have a certain eliteness about them, but they weren't created overnight. It takes about one to three and a half billion years for a natural diamond to form. When you decide to embark on a journey of self-discovery, as eager as you are to get to your goal, don't be disheartened if you feel like it's taking too long. Everyone has their own pace and you can't grow overnight. Anytime you feel like giving up or that you're getting nowhere, remember that you are a diamond and when the time is right, you will shine bright for all the world to see. I love it. I've got goosebumps listening to that because oh. <laughs> that couldn't be like, that's just the, the truth. And it's so easy to give up with life when things get bad. But as you say, when the time is right, we then shine the brightest we've ever shone. You know, I love that. 100%. It's to keep people going. It's like, you've got this, you've, you know, you'll make it, you'll get there. And I think that's what we need. It's not, we know, we know how to do it. We know how to be positive. We know how to do the law of attraction. But how do we deal with the days when we don't feel like doing it? And I think oh, that's trust me, I had that day the other day. And and oh. I was like, Marlon, you're always so positive. And, you know, life can get, get on top of you and trauma can come back through. And I was like, oh, damn it. You know, I need to get myself out of that headspace. And then I woke up and I was all right again. So it's times like that that we need your book, Susie. <laughs> but honestly, oh. thank you so much for coming on and sharing your battles with us. What have you got coming up? Have you got anything else? Have you got another book coming oh. out? I do actually. So I haven't got a date on the other one yet. It is more specific. Do you know what? I'll just tell you. It's about those F boys out there. Um, yes, that's what we need. Fuck boys. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, this is 100 days of getting over heartbreak. I haven't got anything planned with it yet. It should be out next year, hopefully at some point. And then I've got actually a podcast, which I'm working on. Amazing. YouTube as well. So yeah, I'm doing it all. I'm like, fuck it. Let's Good girl. You're busy, huh? What happens. Alongside oh, making yeah, people look, look even prettier. So. <laughs> well, oh, you're an inspiration to me, oh, to be honest. thank you. I love every part of this um thank you for sharing your message you actually Aww. watching your videos gives me the confidence it gave me the confidence to reach out to your PA it gave me the confidence to even just like plug my book you know I, I don't even oh, like posting you. on social media and you you inspire me every morning so I'm like I gotta take a pic of it <laughs> but how can people <laughs> find you what's what's your app for Instagram sure no worries it's just Susie Sung so it's the same as my author name on the book anyways S-U-Z-I-S-U-N-G and hit me up if you ever need a chat or you just need a wee bit of inspiration. Oh, I I'll love that. Reply. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming you. on, Susie. You've been amazing. And I'm so, so happy that you're in a good place now as well. You're an inspiration. Oh, thank you. No, you're the inspiration. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Bless honestly. you. Oh. Best day ever. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Battles. If you've been affected by anything you have heard in the show, you can find links to support services in the description. Please subscribe to the show and leave us a review too. It makes all the difference. Battles is a Studio 71 production and is hosted by me, Marlon Anderson. I'll see you next time. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia. 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.